Sorry if you hear a lot of panting in the background. Isn't it panting? Yeah. That is Leo. <laughs> yeah. Just from the little walk he just did? Oh no, he, he pants whenever he's just like overstimulated and like excited. Oh, okay, That's okay. his, yeah, he, yeah. he doesn't have a tail. I, I realize you never met him. He doesn't have a tail. He was, his tail was docked when he was young. I don't know the story. I got him as a rescue. So like, he doesn't wag his tail and when he's excited, he just pants. <laughs> Mm. I think like Lady does that too when she's anxious or excited or what or or whatever. I so. just feel like overstimulated. Like often when we get off the elevator and are walking down the hallway to our apartment, Leo will just be like <laughs> because he's like well, he's like I don't know what's coming around the corner. I don't I don't know where we're going. Where are we going? <laughs> do you think does Leo know you go in that thing and you go up, or does he think you go into a room and then the world changes and you get out of that room? You know, I haven't asked him, but uh <laughs> I, I will next time we were in an elevator and we'll see what he says. I just always wondered if dogs understand the concept of elevators. I mean, like, Leo does understand because we used to live on the second floor of my building and now we live on the fifth floor and he does understand that we used to be on the, uh, on that zoom tube for less time because he gets mm. impatient when we're riding from, you know, G one to five. And he's like, why are we still on this? So, this will relate to elevators. Just give me a second. Tara and I have been putting together. We think we're going to do a uh, Walt Disney World trip next year. Ooh. Um, did you ever go to Epcot? Yes, I've been to Epcot uh, a few times as an adult. Have you been to the, uh, the, the, the Living Seas, or I think now it's the Seas with Nemo? Yes. Yes, I have. I, yeah, I've done that once. Yes. Did you? Uh, so I don't know if the Seas with Nemo still have this, but when I was a kid, we went on. They had the Hydrovators, which was the elevators that made you think you were going deep, deep, deep under the surface of Orlando into like an underwater mm. base. I don't recall if that is still there. What it essentially is is just a room you get in, and then like they shoot water up the side, so it looks like water is going past mm -hmm. you, and they play like a tableau that goes up on the side, and then they open the doors behind you. And you leave and you're like, oh, I'm in a water base. But like when you're when I was young, you used to have to leave on those elevators again because the Imagineers wanted you to have that like experience. Mm -hmm. But then they realized like it's taking too like it's a bottleneck getting people out of this ride. Mm -hmm. And it is something else. So one year I went back and they just opened. They just went, there are the exits. And so after this huge immersive experience to make you think you're underground, you just walk out into Orlando. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, that that's a little surprising that they took that, they took that you know, exit experience away. Because Disney is so, I don't know, intent on the like experience from start to finish. I, I, think, I think that was a... I mean, you're already in Epcot, and the big thing about Epcot is, like, I feel like Epcot is always trying to get people there. It's, like, the low-key favorite, but especially lately, I think it's the least visited park of the four. Especially since uh, Star Wars Land went in into Hollywood Studios, I think that mm, moved, okay. and Epcot is doing that big change. Well, what's the big change happening at Epcot? They're just kind of refocusing like to, uh, future world or whatever it was mm. called to be more mm -hmm. of it's this more thing about like storytelling. So Spaceship Earth is no longer like the history of communication. It's going to be the history of storytelling so that they can probably put in a little IP here and there. Mm -hmm. uh, Universe of Energy is gone. It's going to be a Guardian's ride. Like it's just not the old oh. like 1970s view of the future. It once mm -hmm. was. Some of the stuff is still there. 
I hope that Soren is still there. Soren is. Soren's, yeah, Soren's okay. still there. Soren is great. Like, I remember Soren vividly. So here's, and I don't mean for this to become a Disney World podcast, but like, here, here's my thing. It's like, Disney World is, I don't know. And I, I, I don't, I was not an Avatar person. I never saw Avatar. So when the whole Avatar experience opened never seen in, it. in Animal Kingdom, I was like, and it was like, you know, lines for days. And I was like, oh, I have no interest. Like, don't, I'm not here for the gimmicks. I'm here for just the, really well done disney experiences like everest i don't know if you have you done everest when was the last time you were at disney world 2005 maybe okay and like i didn't do it very we just i don't think I, I went to animal kingdom and i did three rides i did the safari ride i did the it's tough to be a bug where they stab you in the back and then the uh dinosaur ride which is the most horrifying ride i've ever been oh, on. okay but, so you didn't do everest which is expedition no. everest which is great um but like, yeah, and like Disney, you don't need to, you don't need gimmicks. You do good rides that are like independent of anything. Everything's moving to IP now. I know. Like it's, it's hard not to. That, the, that's how I felt about like, if I go to like, which I haven't been to in 10 years, but like Six Flags Fiesta Texas, like I remember when that was not a Six Flags park and it was just its own independent park that USAA built. And it was all just like really hmm. cool rides. And now it's like all like Superman, the super coaster and the Joker's revenge. And like all of these, like, well, I think Disney does a much better job with their IP than like, those are some of the worst, right? Like six, like I listened to an, a, a, a theme park podcast and their, their, their thing they talk about, they went to six, Flags. like six flags sucks. And I love it. <laughs> like it's basically, that's their theme I, for, I, for six flags. I'm, I'm, I'm of the same mindset. I've only been to a few six flags parks, but like six flags, Fiesta, Texas. I will go there any day of the week. I, yeah. And like Disney world, it's like, you've got the cast members and they, they're like, oh my god, welcome to your Disney experience. And Six Flags is like, it's a teenager who is like counting the minutes until they're off their shift. Yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. One of my cousins has been at Disney now for fifteen years, and she's a cast member, and it's just you know, she's done every different like role you can imagine, aside from being an mm. actual like character at Disney. She's run different rides. She's worked in gift shops. She's worked on the cruise. Like she's done so many different things. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a little bit of a cult. Our friend Molly was a character. Oh, what was she? She was, I think she was Daisy duck and oh. stitch. And she might've been something else. We're having her on for Lilo and stitch because she wait, was is stitch. this, have I met Molly? Did yeah. I Molly and Jordan. Okay. Posey's mom. Yeah. I was, I was I was about to ask if she was Posey's yeah, mom. Yeah, Posey's mom. Um, uh, yeah, oh, she's she's tiny. And that's why that's she why gets she was to be stitched. those characters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can't think of anything I'd ever want to do less. I was the Easter Bunny once for a thing, and it was awful. It was like two hours of the Easter Bunny. I was like, I hate this. I yeah, it's it's funny. Like I'll occasionally occasionally really listen to podcasts where like somebody knows somebody who was a Disney character or. A lot of people that end up on cruises, like, got their start as Disney characters. It's like, you just got to get your foot in the door of the Disney mm-hmm. machine. And then once you do, it's like, like, Tay Diggs, who, like, I love Loki, slash not that Loki, the actor. Like, one of his first jobs was a dancer at Disney in, like, I don't know, an Aladdin, like, spectacle or something. So, they're the they're the starting grounds for a lot of, uh, a lot of talent. That- that's weird to think of. Like the next time we go, I'm gonna have to like try and remember standouts and see if they but, ever. But you also like you don't know their names. That's the thing. They're supposed to be interchangeable to you as the guest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So 
let's let's go ahead and get started then. Uh, hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. We get together and talk about uh, Kramer. Is I always keep <laughs> on saying Kramer. I don't know why. We get together and talk about Frasier. Uh, Laurel here uh, has seen the the uh, episodes a few times. This is my first time through the series. I don't know why. I just almost saluted you when you were like Laurel. I was like. <laughs> so like listeners could see me like hi, hi captain that's, hey, me. that's me i do not have the imdb page up so give me one second uh well you, you I'll, I'll finish what you were saying uh ryan was on his first watch through and we are now in season seven episode mm-hmm. 19 uh morning becomes entertainment morning be- becomes her but i realize i'm thinking of the movie death becomes death her. becomes her and morning becomes entertainment that's what it's called right did i write it down wrong no that's it okay anyway here we go fraser's show is pulled off the air for a week supposedly to give a new talk show a try but fraser has figured out the real reason leverage against him in his contract negotiations with the station that tells us nothing this is a terrible yeah i i, I want to say that the hulu description was something like Frasier and BB fill in for morning talk show hosts <laughs> yeah the why of of, of that was not interesting and if i remember correctly this was i think this was the first one i saw I, the i was just like that that whole opening scene where it was him this is the one where where he's got the wrong glasses correct uh what where martin wears the wrong martin glasses. is wearing yes. w- women's glasses the yeah. whole opening scene like i was just like here we go i'm not gonna like this episode and then it became a bb episode and i did a quick turnaround on oh, it oh i forget how, how you've just completely changed your tune on bb and i am so here for it <laughs> <laughs> this was not in my opinion one of the better bb episodes but it's mm. just she's great like she just comes in she knows her role she's just when I say I know her role, that sounded way more like misogynistic than I meant it to be. I meant she's she's comfortable as this character and she's very well, good at it. And she she never falters. Like when the producer for the morning show was like, "We're gonna have to go to rerun." Like that this was uh, like this was a mistake or something. She's like, "Ah, oh, I understand. Yes. Now, if I were to." you know, talk about what you and the wardrobe girl were doing in the dressing room earlier and yeah. were perhaps to call your mo- your wife about it. Would she say that was a mistake or something? I was like, oh, BB, you just like, she's always got like another card up her sleeve. I forgot to look up that actor's name. That actor is in like every single Joss Whedon show. He's like a weird... Oh, he was not he... at all familiar to me. <laughs> I That's the only reason I know him is because I've seen him. Like we're rewatching Buffy right now. We haven't gotten to him, but he's about to show up. But he's in like... Buffy, Firefly, Angel, all that stuff. So I was like, oh, well, it's I that guy. I hope he didn't pin his career to Joss Whedon because I feel yeah. like that career is stalled. Yes, hard, hard, hardcore. Um, I liked BB, um, like kind of getting a taste of fame and, and mm-hmm. wanting more. I thought that was very funny. Uh, I do have a note here that says, Martin looks like a ventriloquist puppet. I don't know why. Like with his glasses, he looked just oh, like. Oh, okay, yes. Probably because he looks. He he also looks so happy. He also kind of looked like. Do you know who Mister Six is? Speaking of Six Flags, the guy who used to <gasps> dance around going. Like I don't know why he kind of looked like that. You're right. So so I actually wrote down. Not only are they ladies' glasses, but they're not cute. And I was like, huge, yeah. I was like, these are not cute glasses. Like no lady would be like, oh, I am a style model here with my glasses. They also don't look like anything Martin would ever wear. No. Like, you know what I'm saying? 
but I, so I did, I, so I have to say at the very beginning, we opened in Nervosa and mm-hmm. Roz comes in to tell Frazier that like they've been taken off for a week for to try out like car talk with like Bob and Bethany. And Martin is in the restroom while Frazier's chatting with Daphne. And it turns out that Martin is gone. And he's like, the ladies' room has gotten this great revamp. It's got this beautiful wallpaper, these nice fancy soaps. And it turns out he was in the women's room. Have you yeah. ever, have you ever gone into the wrong bathroom? Yeah, a few times. Um, <laughs> that sounded way more casual than I meant it to. <laughs> yeah, like, occasionally. <laughs> I think when I was a kid, I, w- I did it and then would be like, oh, God, and like freak out and run out. But mm-hmm. like, I now if I do, I'm like, oh, my bad. Like, and I just, you know, I'm like, okay, no, my bad, ladies. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And I leave. I, God, I don't know why this is becoming so much of a theme park thing. I don't know. It might have been Disney World. It might have been Six Flags. It was some theme park I was at when I was a kid. Now, I was, I don't know how old I was, but I was too old for my mom to bring me into the bathroom mm-hmm. with her. Yeah. But, like, my mom was, like, I wanted, I did not trust me to be out on my own. So, I had to, like, you go, you know how you open a door, you go, like, in and then turn right and then you open another door and yes. you go into the bathroom? I'm, or, I'm in the... <laughs> This isn't the right word, but I'm in the vestibule of yeah, the women's I, restroom. I, I don't I don't think that's the wrong word. <laughs> it just sounds too fancy for what it is. But I'm in in the in the atrium of the of the women's restroom and these people and like this group of girls came out who were maybe like two grades older than me mm-hmm. and I'm just like standing there waiting for my mom and like I'm like in like late elementary school mm-hmm. maybe sixth grade and they're in like eighth grade and they look at me they're like what are you doing here and I'm like I'm waiting for my mom <laughs> like I can't like leave and my mom goes out I remember that being the like okay I need to be cooler with you like standing out like like that's yeah. when my mom went yeah because I think she heard all those girls go ew what are you doing you creep and I'm just like I'm just doing what my mom told me to <laughs> I'm just following directions yeah um I so I'm just gonna be vulnerable for a second there are two times to stick out in my memory for going into the wrong restroom one was at SMU in um mm. the Virginia Snyder dorm where on the Virginia side it was community bathroom and so it yes. was Every other floor, it was like girl, boy, girl, boy on the different floors. And I had uh, friends that lived on like the second floor. And so I, girlfriends. And so I was like, ah, so the third floor then, and the first floor shall be men's like restrooms, obviously. So I shall, you know, use the appropriate, anyway, all of this to say, I ended up either getting confused amongst floors or thought I was like correct and then the floor it turns out two floors were stacked I ended up using the guy's restroom on one of the floors <laughs> because at SMU they don't have urinals in the restrooms because every year they kind of wait and see how many yeah. guys and girls are going to live in each dorm and they're like okay this will be a guide's floor and they don't renovate the right, bathroom that's what I was thinking yeah yeah yeah, yeah so, so um, that happened you find out by being in a stall and then you hear like Hey man, like some dude came. No, I I found out in exiting when a guy I knew was walking into the bathroom, and he and I both were like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, (laughs) and and he was like, "I live here, and this is my floor, and this is my bathroom," and I was like, "Tell no one." (laughs) And the other time was uh in Vegas at the Vegas airport. I Mm. was very tired, as one is when you are leaving Vegas, and I um. It's one of those things where, like, I saw where it was, like, the men's room and the women's room were next to each other. And I, like, saw the sign for the women's room. But the way it was hanging on the wall, I just, like, my mind just skipped ahead to the next entrance. And so I just walked in and a a gentleman stopped me. And he was like, I think you were in the wrong restroom. And I was was immediately like, "Ah!" 
<laughs> it's so funny because like the type of person I am, I would assume I screwed up. I'd be like, oh no, like even if I came like directly from a, a urinal, like to bump into this person, I'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I was like mortified. Um, yeah. So do you, there was a book I read when I was in, you know, like element, late elementary school or something, probably slightly before the theme park incident. There was a book called like, there's a boy in the girl's bathroom. <gasps> yes. Do you remember this book? I Wait, thought about it, it, if you were to ask me at all what that was about, I would not be able to tell you, but yes. I think it's a kid. It's in general, it's a kid dealing with like growing up, but there's like the whole book isn't, there's like a chapter where he goes to the bathroom and he's in the bathroom and that's when he realizes like girls come in and start talking or something. Yes. And then he thinks they leave and they open it up. What happened was a third girl had entered. He was like counting the like, doors opening mm-hmm. and trying to i remember this and he comes out and they're there and it's like oh no just another thing that happens to me in middle school Brr, you know I mean, but i just we can just all agree that middle school and honestly a lot of high school is just really rough <laughs> i feel like yeah middle school i think was a little worse i think middle school was like high school is you had some people actually like maturing not all of them, but middle school, there's nobody who's like cool. Everybody just sucks. Yeah, I mean, so I guess I was, I, I had a very sheltered middle school experience because I went to a small private school and I was in the same class with like the same 15 people for eight years. So like we were all, yeah, we all knew each other very well and we're going yeah. through it all together. So it was slightly like different, but yeah, I just, I don't know. Also a lot of my like awkwardness just carried over to high school. I was, I was too tall. I was like, very <laughs> just, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Well, uh, what else do you want to talk about in this episode? I, I know the one thing I want to talk about is the uh, the, the, the the speech at the end that uh, BB gets about, like, <laughs> there's they want two people riding in on a donkey, and I'm going to give it to them. <laughs> I, so this just, like, took me back to all of these what I call morning coffee shows. Like, in mm-hmm. Dallas, it's like, good morning, Texas, and good day, Dallas. Here's my question. What is it in Austin? I've never watched. Do we have one? Yeah, I don't know. Surely every city has one. Surely we have one, but I don't know what ours is. But I will say when I was, when I worked in PR agencies, that was like gold. If you managed to get a segment for a client on like Good Morning Texas, it was like, you're done for the week. Well, good wouldn't job. we be Good Morning Texas too? Like, no, Good Morning it... Texas in, in Dallas, is, it's only on the ABC It's affiliate. only on Dallas? That's yeah. weird. Yeah. Well, no, because every city could have a Good Morning Texas. It's fine. It's just... Oh, so... But that's what I'm saying. It's not a statewide show. It's no, just... no, 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 no. Okay. It's just about Dallas. They just call it Good Morning Texas. Because they're trying to be like, we cover more than just Dallas. We're mm, okay. all of North Texas. I feel like we should make a promise that we should... The next time we have dentist appointments or something, we should book them a little earlier than we like to and see if we can figure out which show that is. Because I feel like that's when I usually see those shows. I had a dentist appointment this morning. So oh, no. I'm sorry that I won't be and having one for see. a while. Well, it was at 11 a.m. So um, mm. all those shows would have been over. And my dentist doesn't have, um, they don't have uh, TVs in the waiting room. Instead, they have TVs in each exam room. So I watched... Well, I don't know if I want to give it away because it might be my what to watch if you're, you know, oh, okay. giving us a. Well, I watched something on about, Netflix. <laughs> if you're if you're thinking about giving us a four star or lower and are are simultaneously having your teeth cleaned. Yeah, I feel like those morning coffee shows, as I call, it, kind of like your Regis and Kelly, or now now what is it called, Kelly and Ryan? I Kelly Ripa's gone through so many co-hosts, but like the just yeah, it, I don't know what it's called. I think it's Kelly and Ryan. Because mm-hmm. Ryan Seacrest is now her co-host. But 
I, I, I just feel like those shows are, they're so fluffy, they're so light, and they're just so enjoyable, and you forget them as soon as you've watched them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think uh, Frasier, yes, a little too serious for them, but BB was just the perfect co-host for him. I I kind of miss seeing the Roz. I, I, I wish I could have seen the version of that with Roz, but I did yes. think BB handled it pretty well for being like a non-entertainment person yes. and just like sitting in. Yes. And I think part of it is because she has like Frasier down to a T. She understands yes. him completely and just knows how to, to be the yin to his yang. Well, I, you know, I feel like in the real world, she'd be offered a spot. Like it's it's weird that everyone every woman's job in this episode was dependent on Frazier's decision. Yes, yes, no, I agree. Um, it's like I think Roz could have they like I don't know my my only other representation is like the ticket in Dallas, but I feel like they move producers if a show went somewhere they'd find someplace else for that producer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, yeah, but also I mean if KACL if every show on KACL has a producer like in Roz. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, I don't know where she would go. Yeah. Um, which Father I guess Mike. Does Father Mike still have a show? <laughs> uh, I guess that's the risk of like, when you're, when you're like attached to a personality for so long is that people mm-hmm, just assume mm-hmm. y'all are a package deal. And they, they kind of are a package deal. Um, I can't imagine other producers having the patience that Roz has for Frasier. Um, I, I, I did enjoy that uh, Frasier's role in Oklahoma when he was in grade school was farmer number three. Oh, <laughs> I, so like lo- low key, true confession. I love the musical Oklahoma. It's very problematic if you watch it nowadays. But I yeah, mean, I I just assumed. I don't think I've watched it in a million years. Yeah, don't 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 watch it. Don't watch it with a critical eye. Let me just put it that way. But anyway, I, when he mentioned Oklahoma, I was like, Ooh, what role did he play? And I was thinking about all these roles, and he was like, Farmer Number Three. I was like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. I'm trying to think of what else happened in this one. I think both of these were kind of like okay ones that i didn't really get super into but one thing i i clocked in this one at the very beginning when uh daphne is talking to fraser at nervosa jane leaves looked really tired like she she looked tired roz roz comes in on this one to say the thing about the thing roz was wearing like a weird dress yes it was so weird (laughs) it was it wasn't bad it was just not a tv dress you know was awful like that yeah, it, was, it was a like, fabric issue it was a fabric issue i think i wasn't issue. paying attention at first and then all of a sudden she got up and it was like it it squared her it's gonna sound worse than it is but it squared her from like the the bottom of her shoulder blades down to like the back of her knees which i know is like a butt shot but it i think it was like the cut there is when i noticed it and went this is like a this is a weird boxy dress and mm-hmm. it's not really it was, doing yeah. her any favors no it was unflattering and also the fabric was i think one that wrinkles super easily right. so that when it shows up on camera, it just looks super rumpled. Cause like, you know, it's like linen. So, you know, it's, it's May in Austin. It's we're getting to linen season and all these people are like linen, here's linen pants. Here's linen shirts. There's linen dresses. You even blink while wearing linen and it wrinkles. <laughs> so, and, and that is, it wasn't a linen dress that she was wearing, but I was like, this is like close to linen in terms of how easily yeah. it wrinkles. I thought it almost looked like burlap. Yes. It was a wimp no, on. you're no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong because I I was actually yeah. distracted by it because I feel like they dressed her so well okay, so much good. in the season. Yeah, 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 okay. It was also a bad color. It was a bad yeah, color. It was like this weird brown. It was a weird brown. It was. It's almost as though they were about to film or something. And I've known from Office Ladies they have for most 
costumes that somebody's going to be wearing during an episode. They have a few iterations of it in case you spill something mm-hmm. or it rips or whatever. But this was such a short scene. I feel like they probably didn't. And I feel like something happened to the dress she was supposed to wear. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, oh, what do we have? And then maybe uh, Jane Levy's was doing the uh, thing that Roz did where she came and she's like, just put some makeup on me. I'm fine. <laughs> I couldn't remember why Roz couldn't be his co-host. And then when she showed up, I was like, oh, I forgot she was sick. Yeah. Like gross sick. Like, yeah. Really like did her up. Yeah, not just like, oh, I have a cold, but yeah, like, when she was, like, yeah. profusely sweating, and then she was like, and fine, just let me take this jacket off, and she started unbuttoning her shirt, I was like, oh, wow. Paige was like, no. <laughs> um, there was one thing I did want to, how long has it been since we had a BB episode? Did we have one last, do we have one every season? I just don't remember. Gosh, I, I'm going to have to look back, I'm going to have to look in the archives to find out mm. uh, what, when our last one was. I was kind of thinking the same thing, that it's been a minute, and honestly, mm-hmm. I feel like season six kind of blew past me, so it's possible we didn't have a BB episode in season six. Um, did you have any LOLs or anything else you want to talk about on this one? I, I didn't have any LOLs. I feel like we didn't tackle Martin's glasses a whole lot, but I just thought that was such a dumb plot line. Yeah. The only part I actually chuckled is when, uh, Niles is like alluding to BB being a witch. And then Martin comes out of Daphne's room wearing the glasses, holding her purse. And it's like, I can't yeah. find a damn thing in this purse. And I did. Ch- I did chuckle at that. Yes. Um, I laughed at the line, you heard him, if you're going to blow smoke, do it on the balcony. Yes. Um, I also wrote down when Fraser, when she's, you know, buttering Fraser up by asking him to do more impressions, who is James Mason? Uh, he's an uh, English actor. I thought that scene was very cringeworthy. And it was an okay James Mason episode. Uh, like, what, uh, what would I know him from? Uh, like old ass movies. I can't think of one off the top of my head. I really only know him from other people doing imitations of him. Like Eddie Izzard does an imitation. It's like one of the only imitations that Eddie Izzard does. In fact, I think the only imitations Eddie Izzard does is Sean Connery and James Mason. So, Oh, that's funny. Uh, so he was known for Lolita, the 1954 version of a star is born. He was captain Nemo in 20,000 leagues under the sea. So we're talking like old, old movies. Okay. Yeah. Like, I think he was pretty, like, like I think he passed in the 80s. Yes, he passed in 1984. Okay, so. cool. I wasn't alive yet, so yeah, yeah, yeah. got so it. So he's been gone for a while. Um, what do you want to rate this one? Gosh, um, you know, I think I would give this one, like, six um, cooking chimps. Dang it! That's what I was going to do. Is it Bobo what? the cooking chimp? Yes, it was Bobo! I'm sorry. I felt like that was a deep cut. <laughs> I was so excited. I remembered his name. I was like, I think it's I Bobo. thought you were going to choose like the mule that they wrote it on or something. I, that's how my head went. I go, the mule, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to do Bobo. Um, I, how about... Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll give it six. Our friend, the shallot. <laughs> which was what he did during that. I thought this one was fine. I mean, it, BB gave it a little bump up. I thought there were a couple chuckles, but like... Overall, you're right. The B-plot was bad. Yeah, I just... To me, this is one of those episodes which... And there's nothing wrong with this type of episode where it's like, you have no idea where you are in the series with this. You could watch it at any time and it's not connected to anything else. Which, again, it's fine. Like, you need those episodes. But I I, I don't know. I just... I I feel like the show is almost better than these episodes now. Even though it's like, it shouldn't be. You're allowed to phone it in or just have a standalone episode. But I was just like, you're better than this, Frasier. I still thought, you know, again, it was it was all right, but it was very middle of the road. 
Um, the next one is to thine own self be true. To thine uh, old self be oh, excuse true. Me, to thine old self be true. Fraser learns that comely neighbor. Regan. Comely. No, no, oh. no. I just, for some reason, comely to mean uh, me. I'm probably wrong in the definition. It feels like homely. No, 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 you no, you're, you're incorrect. It's the opposite. Comely is it's like, Oh, like, like, okay. oh, that's a comely woman. It's, it's yes, like attractive. So okay. Frazier, because I was like, am I, like, I thought she was very attractive. <laughs> uh, Fraser learns that comely neighbor Regan Shaw has recently become available again, but is shy about approaching her because his previous encounters with her resulted in him looking foolish. No, this is about Fraser trying to get a bachelor party for Donnie, and, like, Regan, to me, is a foil to that plot. Yes. Like, she is not the main plot. I, I, I will say, I think the Hulu, because I just watched this episode, I like, yeah. 30 minutes ago. I do think that the Hulu definition or uh, description definition. was... Definition. <laughs> yes, definition. The, the Hulu, Hulu description was something like, Frasier winds up in a series of embarrassing situations while, uh, like, like in, in front of neighbor he's attracted to or something. Which I was like, okay, I feel like Stripper was in there somewhere. But, yeah, I was like, mm. okay, inappropriate. Do you ever look on IMDb and you see people's pictures and you're just like, that's an interesting choice. So this guy apparently played a doorman in the episode and his, like top thing is like it looks like him as like a starship general yeah, or something yeah. right and he well, was like uncredited doorman <laughs> I, I also don't know who actually picks the photos that people use because i don't think it's it's like the photos on wikipedia for celebrities where you're here's, it'll be like oh here's you know kate beckinsale in 2007 at the toronto film festival and you're like it's 14 years later do we not have so a more you have photo? to well you have to get there's like certain levels at which you like put in your picture. It's probably why people who are like lower on the ring have more new pictures because they're trying to keep it updated. And like Katie Holmes is like, I don't care, whatever. People know who Katie Holmes is. But like I'm on IMDb and they when I when they switched over from this, it used to be like this very free fan run kind of mm-hmm. like Wikipedia thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, they switched over. I got all these emails that were like, do you want to change? And I was like, no. wait, I'm sorry. When you say you're on IMDb, do you mean you actually have an entry on IMDb? Yes, I was. We, me and some friends in 2005 made a like 15 grand movie. Uh, and it was not great, but uh, we had so we were supposed to, there was supposed to be a scene with a homeless man who didn't show up that day. So the director looked at me and goes, "Can you get in, can you get in something that looks like a homeless costume?" And I'm like, "Okay." And I went and I got it. And then I did the lines, and it's like from behind, but I'm in it. And uh, it's a movie called The Fire. I don't know. I probably can't get it anywhere. Um, and uh, I had just gotten a haircut, so I'm like the most like th- this like perfect cut. <laughs> back of my because it's the back of my head mm-hmm. so you're seeing like the the the, the barber mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. edge and i'm you know so it's like this guy's homeless but he's just had a wonderful haircut but there was also a ryan my last name who was a dancer aha in the phantom of the opera and for a long time we were merged as one thing and then so people i go oh look i'm on here i am homeless man ryan my one credit on imdb but I did was in there with people who were on Breaking Bad and things like that. Anyway, uh, but this other guy, the, this poor person who would go in and be like, <laughs> "Like, what is this homeless man credit I have?" I'm, or I'd tell someone, "Go look him on IMDb," and they'd see homeless man and Phantom of the Opera dancer. I just can't believe that we've been friends for as long as we have, and I'm just now <laughs> learning this about you. 
I mean, that's what it looks like. It's just an empty entry with my name and the Yeah, wait. Oh, oh yeah, you don't have a photo up there. Okay. Right. Yeah. Because you have to buy IMDb oh. premium. So that's what I'm saying, like real actors will put the money in and they like, they sent me the thing they're like, "Do you want your picture up here so you can so you can be a star?" And I was <laughs> like, "No, no, thank you. I'm fine." You're like, "I don't want to cook with Boba the Chimp and ride a mule in." <laughs> I mean, I kind of do, but if if they had presented it to me that way, I may have been more likely to join. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, um, okay. So back to back to Frazier. Yes. I. What do we have to say about this one? I, so, I have so to say, Fraser tries to, is like offended that Donnie doesn't want him to throw a bachelor party for him, and it's yes. like I could be a rapscallion just like the rest of you, and I could throw a bachelor party. So I guess I found this to be a little forced that Frazier was like I shall throw Donnie a bachelor party I was like are y'all that close are you that good a friend yeah if it seemed like a weird thing to offer in the first place like were you invited to the bachelor party yes yes what's going I mean maybe if they would have established that first like Frazier was like they were talking like oh can Donnie's bachelor party's coming up blah 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 and like even then I mean I invited a bunch of randos to mine, but I feel like I was kind of unusual. I feel like most people, it's just like the groomsman and the best man. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to really try to be vague because I know of a lot of bachelor parties um, where I've always been a little like, huh. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to give any incriminating details, but I know some bachelor, I, I know a bachelor party where I, I was in this wedding and the groom planned his own bachelor party. He told the groomsman to not plan anything and he planned it and he said, or I think he said, don't worry, it's taken care of. I'm nothing compared to, but it sounded real, it sounded real lame. Oh, um, okay. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it sounded really lame. Like, it is was it, like... Is it mine? <laughs> it was like... Did, I didn't plan mine, but I didn't go, this is what I want to do. <laughs> no, no, like, the groom completely planned it. I just know that at one point, they all left to go to a gas station and got hot pockets and chocolate milk and then, like, went back Ooh, to the hotel. Boy. And, like, I believe it was... I mean, I'm not going to say it was video games, but just to, to protect the innocent, let's just say it was video games that they were just playing. I, which Here's the thing. I think you can do those as good bachelor parties, but like you can rent out a theater and play video games. Like You can do stuff to make it an event that's the same thing, you know? Let me just put it this way. I could have spitballing planned a better bachelor party and one that the groom would have wanted right. to do. Right. Just off the top of my head, from what I know about him. I think a lot of people think your choices are... Stay at home and do nothing so you don't get in trouble with the the misses or like complete bacchanal the hangover situation. And it's like, no, there are many stops in between those two. Yes. And you can also go to Vegas for your bachelor or bachelorette party and it doesn't become complete bacchanal. Like there's like there's definitely, you know, there's there's definitely middle grounds. I really like Dinah. Yeah, (laughs) she she was really nice. Especially Officer Nasty. This is, this is something that my parents and I quoted for so long after this episode. We would just go, Officer, Officer Nasty! Like, I mean, they really dumbed down uh, Daphne in this one, but I think it was funny. Like They but, did. Like, come on, Daphne. Yeah, they did. I, um, I liked that she had, like... It was so funny, like, looking at, like, what is a, you know, 2000 NBC 
primetime television's version of stripper wear and it's like a full padded bra with tassels oh i also liked that her disguise was a full police uniform yes (laughs) that is yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i like that to me is like I don't know why. Like, if I had had a stripper at mine, that's what I would have wanted. One that was, like, so, like, you know, like, the feathers or whatever, like, like 1930s. Wait, so here's a question that that I hope you you can actually answer. Have you been to a bachelor party that's had a stripper? Uh, Not that has had one brought in. I've been to bachelor parties that have gone to strip clubs. Okay. I have never, I have only, I've been at one incident, so... When I was in Australia, there was... Oh, you you're calling it these... an incident. That's that's serious. <laughs> yes. Well, it was strange. So, um, it was just a weird situation. I'm going to tell the whole story because it's not like a bad one. But it's like, you had all these like seven-room apartments, right? And there was a dude... There was one group across the way. Like, our apartment always had like a bunch of big parties. But it never got like crazy, like crazy stuff. It was just a bunch of people drinking. The one across the way was like kind of weird and shifty, but then there was this rumor started going around like the the apartment complex that was you know it wasn't multi stories but anyway uh, that like they're like blah 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 they got a stripper and we're like what and they're like they got a stripper tonight and like everybody showed up like men mm-hmm. women it was very bizarre so like this poor stripper comes into a room where there are like forty to fifty people crowded. And just, like, staring at her. Yes, and she started to kind of take off her clothes, and then it became very quickly that she is like, I am going to do the bare minimum of <laughs> my contract to then leave. Because, like, it, it, somebody had, like, in Australia, instead of having, like, the pump uh, for kegs, they have, like, a, a gun that shoots it, and this guy just shot her with beer. <gasps> And she just turned around and clocked him. Just like oh my God, slapped amazing. him hard. Good for and everyone her. was like, Wah! and that's when she was kind of like, I'm done. And like got her stuff and just left. And I was like, wait, what about like lap dances? And everyone, and she was like, no. And just like left. Like, I think she's like, I'm here for a party. And then that situation like unveiled itself to her. And she uh-huh. was like, I need to get out of here now. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my gosh. And she came with like a guardian like i don't know if it's a friend or a bouncer or whatever yeah, escort, and he was like escort, yeah yes and it was funny because i remember him being shorter than her because she had giant heels and then uh like he was just kind of like after she slapped the guy he, he he had this like shrug about him of like i guess you don't need me <laughs> like, <laughs> she clocked him it was like like loud everybody was like what it was insane I would say that but that's that- almost worth the price of a stripper just to see that happen. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I've been to a multitude of bachelorette parties. Never once has there been a male stripper. I'm not right. complaining, but like, I, I just feel like that's a trope that it's like, well, that doesn't actually happen that much. Also, what, the stripper strips for like five minutes for like one song, and then what? Are you like, okay, thank you and good night, please? Well, there's moral. the door. <laughs> I think the implication is because I have. Other stories we could talk about off air that I wasn't involved in, but I heard about uh, where the strippers, uh, wink, wink, nod, nod, stuck around for a while. I, I just exactly. I, I, I feel like I don't I, I, I have not heard of that happening at a bachelorette party, but but yeah, I did you think when after all the shenanigans that like Dinah giving him a chance on a first date, like 
I don't know if I exactly saw that, but I was kind of like, oh, this is nice. Like, I like that yeah. she was like, I'll go out with you. Yeah. Like, he was I, very cool about it. I, I liked it. I, so I liked it for both reasons. I liked that she kind of saw, like, that he's a decent person. And I liked that he was like, yeah, I'll go out there. He's not like, no, I'm not going out with a stripper. Yeah. He seemed um, really excited that she was like, I'll do it. <laughs> I also completely forgot that. Regan ever comes back. Also, I still hate that they pronounce her name Regan, but I forgot mm-hmm. that she comes back. I was like, oh, right. Regan. Yes. Her. I like her, but like she didn't, there was, this was just like, it felt like you're signed up for one more episode and this is what yeah. we got for you. Like, I feel like this, they, they've done such a, like, excuse my language, but like half-assed development of this character. She like pops in every once yeah. in a while, which I guess we all have those people in our life that you like you know, well, back in your single days, you know, where, like, you would just see this person occasionally and be like, oh, right, that person. Yeah, like, we always kind of had a little bit of a connection. And then you don't see them again for six months. Like, I right. certainly have those people, but I don't I don't know. It's not very entertaining in TV land. Yeah. I, uh, I know I liked her. She she looked like, uh, uh, is it Anna Gunn? Is that who plays Skylar on Breaking is, Bad? Yeah, that is who plays. I don't think they look at all alike, but yes, that is who plays oh. Skylar. Oh, I thought, I thought she had a, a very similar. I think she face looks like the woman who plays Regan. <laughs> like, oh no, I'm not talking about Regan. I'm sorry, I'm talking about Dinah. Oh, Dinah. Okay. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. You're right. She did kind of look like, yeah, Anna Gunn. Like I thought yeah. it was a young. I thought it was her, like as a young. But it's yeah. no. She is a completely different actress who has a very nice updated uh, picture on IMDb, probably because she's not getting as much work as Anna Gunn. <laughs> yeah, that could be. Um, I did. I was slightly nauseated when uh, Frazier says that Regan makes a point to tell her, him that she's single and says perhaps she wanted another go on the Frazier go round. I was like, <laughs> well, I forgot what Martin said, but he shut him down pretty quick, which I liked. Yeah. Oh gosh, what did he say? Yeah, I don't remember what he He's said. He's like, are you wondering why people find you stuffy or weird? Yes, or like something, something like, that? like that. Yeah. I also uh, liked Martin the bit later after he does the the date with Dinah where he's like, oh yeah, she lives with her mother, blah, blah, blah. He's like, really makes you think. I wonder what her mother looks like. I like, <laughs> yes. like horny Martin was very funny. And then the, like him kept stealing the... The, the, the sex sex press. The, yeah, the sex press, which that, I'm, I thought the whole show was going to be Frasier stuck in that thing. Like, <laughs> like trying to get out, like just like an hour of like him being stuck in there or whatever. I liked him doing the thing where he goes, he goes, I just got stuck in the Seattle Times. That's what the Seattle Times. Oh my God. Like, that, that good. And he was like, the smut rag. <laughs> uh, also, I wrote down that so much of this is before the internet, like that he had to actually like buy a newspaper to find a stripper. I was like, oh. Uh, yeah, I will say if, like, you were like, Ryan, like, y- your task before you is to find a stripper the next hour. I mean, I guess I'd look online. Like, I don't know where I'd find, like... So, I, I had the same thought where if somebody was like, hey, Laurel, my bachelor party's this, this Saturday. Can you get a stripper? I would be like... Yeah. I, where, I'd do, be like, where does one get to procure such yeah. services? <laughs> well, here's my question is, how do you get, like, a good stripper? Like, I can get some ding dong off a craigslist probably like i I know that but like i don't know like is 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 there a license yeah quality showmanship here so yeah like what's the yelp reviews for that i'm gonna look right now on yelp or like does somebody have like like a sizzle reel of like their best you know greatest performances that i could view like yeah i I have no idea 
I need to know if you take requests. Like, can, I, go, be, can I be like, going hey, after like a wedding DJ? <laughs> Pretty much. I want to be like, are, are, we're big Shits Creek fans. So can you give me a little bit of David Rose m- mixed with some Moira sass? That's a strange, like, you want him to strip out of one of those designer <laughs> sweaters he has. Maybe I do, Ryan. Don't don't <laughs> yuck sorry, my yum. Right. Come on. Um. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, I'm almost. This is good. This is this is the first step of the giant fight Taryn I have, where she's like, "What are you doing?" I'm on the, on your phone. I'm like, "It's for the podcast." <laughs> uh, I do want to talk about the B plot though, which is that Maris has taken Ooh, a real yeah, yeah, yeah. turn for the worse in terms of body image, and is now apparently quite overweight. Um, eating, <laughs> the, go, going into a bakery as soon as she finishes something. A bear claw. It was a, a bear claw. He's coming out eating claw. a full bear claw, stopping and like, like I don't know why this painted such a picture <laughs> in my head of her like sadly looking at the bear claw and like, <laughs> and then like going back into the donut store. Like I don't know why I loved it, and I was the same way as like Roz and Fraser of like, what is your problem, Niles? It's Maris. <gasps> oh, <laughs> like, I know. When Fraser's like, let's not judge this woman for an addiction to junk food, and Roz's like, yeah. she's overweight. It's Maris. <gasps> yeah. And can you imagine like that's <laughs> like as as wafer thin as they done Maris, and then they like did noise as she's going by in the room or something. Dude, oh, when they were I, stuck in the bathroom, oh I my thought god, I like, totally missed that. I thought there was like thump 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 like that went by. I mean, it could have been. It could have been. I, I, it was like. Oh, it's like she, she's in. She, Niles took her back into your room. Oh, how to get her to that? Well, he had to butter her up. Well, I guess that is a narrow doorway. <laughs> just yeah, the but the, so but it, it furthered the Niles Mel storyline a little bit in that like mm-hmm. Mel was like, well, if I have to give up my practice to be with Niles, it was like whoa. Uh, that was pretty intense. I like that it, she did it with Daphne, so mm-hmm. Daphne could kind of explore those feelings in a roundabout way. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I thought that was I, I like Daphne like giving <laughs> giving her the really bad, like harsh back rub. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, the, the Maris thing was just is I, I I just I don't it it's it, it, it was so shocking because they do so much to set her up as just very, very like slight and 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 tiny and then it's just like she's oh my god i just i don't know why i found that so amusing it was like a good comeuppance especially even considering it was a character you couldn't see yes you know well and and it also like makes me think about maris's feelings towards niles like is it that she wanted to be the one to win the divorce and now that niles has like moved on with somebody you know, similar to her in like perhaps fussiness and like style, but super successful. Or is it that she still has feelings for Niles, and now that it's obvious that Niles, like I just I don't know. It made me think about a lot of things about Maris and like how she feels towards know. Niles. I hate saying this about you know any any female character, especially in older media, and especially one who's not really written to be able to defend herself in any mm-hmm. way. But she's just a crazy bitch like it's like she's and they keep just like so many things are on top of her and i know some of that's like we don't care to explain why maris is yes. this way we've just writing her as a foil she's very one-dimensional but, yes well now she's very three-dimensional because oh okay stupid. okay anyway um but yeah i just was like i don't know it felt like good comeuppance 
for a character you never get to see. Well, yeah, and a character that has, again, very one-sidedly made a character, a beloved character on some, for some of us, so miserable for so mm-hmm. much of the series. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have any LOLs? Look at my one sheet of paper I have here. Um, I mean, I, I did chuckle that Fraser was upset that the store was out of novelty or naughty coasters. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was funny. My last note is, I mean, Dinah seemed really nice. That's my, <laughs> my big note. Like, I like that they, like, I mean, they're they're obviously creating a, a specific type of character, but I was just like, yeah, what a nice stripper. Yeah, no, I mean, it's true. Um, I also, this got me thinking about the last time I went shopping for a bachelor party. And not that I've had friends that have, like, not gotten married recently, but I feel like the typical bachelor party swag of, like, penis straws and you know condom veils and stuff are all like i just feel like that is very like 10 years ago for me and my friends like now we have bachelorette parties it's just like oh we're all just gonna like hang out and drink wine and like usually we don't all live in the same place it's just a time for us all to be together and when you say that when you say that penis straws are (laughs) so passe do you mean like people don't use them anymore or like you're out of that. That's not a bachelorette party to you. I would say that my friends and I have aged out of that. We've aged out of the novelty things because at this point we've all been to so many bachelorette parties that I'm like, do any of us, first of all, you kind of look back. You just all bring your own that you've saved from other. (laughs) To me, it's more that I think we look back at the money and just the waste at the end of a bachelorette party. You throw all that stuff away. It's not like you're going home on the, on the plane clutching your penis straw or anything. I mean, just get like balloons and streamers from like party city or Oriental trader or something. Yeah do that like i don't know like so one of my favorite party favorites from bachelorette party i ordered them so like i pat myself on the back but we all it was a beach bachelorette party and actually oh it's, it's right here i have it right here it's I, I got us all these knockoff yeti tumblers with with our names and decals on them because we were gonna be on the beach and i was like well we gotta hide the fact that we're drinking on the beach because like no alcohol is allowed so i was like so we're all just gonna use these and i use this thing weekly so i do want to share something though that this was, again, an early bachelorette party. I think I was 23 when I went to this one. But my friend's sister was a youth minister. She was her mate, her matron of honor. She was a youth minister. And she threw a, an interesting bachelorette party. Let me put it that way. Um, she hired a belly dancer to come and teach us all, uh, mm. like, belly dances, which were, like, kind of stripper dances, but really just more belly dances. Okay, sure, whatever. We were, like, cool. And then when we were about to go out to the bars for the night, she brought out a very large white zip-up hoodie where she had ironed on letters that said, suck for a buck. No, 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 no. And no, had, no, 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 no. like, lollipops. Yeah. Safety pinned all over it. And my friend was to wear this out to the bars all night. <laughs> and my friend being a good sport did. And then as, as she got more intoxicated as the night went on, she would, like, go out to people and be like, and so we would all kind of go around with her and i'd be like hi this is caitlin and caitlin's getting married oh my god so she would love it if you bought one of these lollipops for a dollar and like one couple had just gotten married and they gave her like ten dollars and they were like we remember this here you go i think she made like i don't know 30 or 40 bucks that night but she would just go up to people holding like eyes like half open holding out a sucker and being like 
Do you wanna do you wanna rate this one? Um, gosh. or do we have more bachelorette party stories? Oh, I mean, I have a never ending. Um, yeah, I have a never ending cachet of those. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm okay with rating this. I'm just trying to really think about what I want the rating to be, and I I really think I'm I think I'm gonna do you know six uh hand stitched blazers. Uh, I think I'm gonna give it uh seven bear claws because i liked it definitely liked it better than the previous one um, I, it I, I it made me laugh more i i don't know i i do think i enjoyed this one more but i think if i break it down i still think it's a i think they're on par as like in terms of quality of episode so maybe i i did like when like they were trying to diagnose his back problems. He's like, do you think it's the stripper <laughs> handcuffed? Like, the yes. finally he just, like, gave up and told them what was going on. Yes. <laughs> I, I also I feel like that was a little bit of, like, all the women in Fraser's life, like, trying to establish dominance a little bit. Like, Daphne's yes. like, I'm a physical therapist. And Regan's like, oh, yes, but but I'm a vet. And I, like, know his body. And Mel's like, well, I'm a doctor. I was just mm-hmm. like, okay, mm-hmm. okay. All these women fawning over Fraser. <laughs> Guys, if you have a good bachelor or bachelorette story, uh, and, and and maybe before you tell it, give us a rating. Like, is it PG thirteen? Is it R? Is it PG? Like, we just need to know. Hey, man, I check the mail first, so I'll I'll read them all. But send them to craniacs at gmail We're at craniacs on Twitter, uh, craniacs of Fraser podcast on Facebook. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your. Um, you get your podcast, check us out. And if it can, if you can give us a review, give us a five-star review, the highest review you can. But if you feel like you want to give us a lower than five-star review, maybe Laurel has a, a dentist chair recommendation for what you should do instead. I do everybody. Um, as Ryan notes, I was at the dentist earlier today and I get to watch Netflix while at the dentist. So I continue to watch a show that I've been binging lately called marriage or mortgage. It is set in, it is a reality show set in Weirdly, Nashville. Weirdly, I have both. <laughs> set in Nashville, Tennessee, it is, uh, features the business partnership between a realtor and a wedding planner, and they take couples who have a mm. chunk of money and are undecided as whether they should dedicate that money towards a wedding or a down payment on a house. So the wedding planner gives her best, uh, puts her best foot forward in terms of planning a wedding for them, and the realtor shows them what they could get for that same amount of money and a down payment. And at the end of the episode, the couple decides. And I will say you, I feel very vindicated when a couple picks mortgage because I am like, yes, that is the wise thing to do with your like $35,000. And every time a couple picks marriage, I like shake my fist at them and yell. Um, But it is, I don't know. It's very interesting. And I, I do, as, as I've watched more of the show, I do come around a little bit on the couples that pick a wedding. Like, their reasoning for a wedding is sometimes well-founded. Um, it's also, I'd say, a rather inclusive show. They have lesbian couples in there. They have um, people of color. I want to say there's at least one, like, uh, biracial couple in there. So, I, which has been all, all been very, like, refreshing to see. So, anyway, I, I just, I, I highly recommend the entertainment value of marriage or mortgage. Also, it's just good, like, you know, mindless TV at the end of the day. Like it doesn't just not, none of it, none of it really impacts your life, but I become very invested in their decisions. Tara has been watching the one where they like have a budget. It's, it's, I don't know what it's called, but it's, they have a budget and they give it in the one woman, like 
redoes their a part of their house for that budget and then the other person takes them around to look at other houses so they decide do we want to oh, stay with uh, the house or do oh, we want to uh, like, like love uh, it or leave. love it love it or list it love it or list, list it. it list it i couldn't figure out what the other word was and it's really funny because she was like it's one of those shows where i walk in the room and just kind of be like what are you watching but i don't really follow it with her and she was like you're gonna hate this show i love them <laughs> i think they're really fun I, it's a, I am a, it's a good thing I don't have HGTV. I'm a big sucker for like house hunters. I'm a big sucker for mm-hmm. love it or list it. Property brothers. Give me a good property brothers marathon. And I am there until it is over. Um, yeah, I love, I, I love those types of shows. Surprisingly though, it doesn't like people are like, Oh, does it give you ideas for like houses and stuff? Like, no, no. Oh, no. I think it does for us. Like, it's just like things we can think to ask for or other things, you know, it's funny because I think we look at our house and our house is pretty like, I don't think there's a lot of room for improvements like when it comes to like removing a wall or anything like that or making a space bigger. I think we can do stuff in the bathroom with new other things like mm-hmm. looking at it, but I think I know, like I feel better about knowing what I would ask for. Mm-hmm. And it's always funny when someone comes in and goes, "Hi, I know um I gave you this much money, but I would like a uh, jacuzzi tub in the middle of my basement." Okay, thanks. Bye. And the mm-hmm. woman's like I like I I've seen ones where she like literally plans out like because you've given me five fifty thousand dollars and I've spent fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars because what you asked for cost fifty thousand dollars I don't know how to like explain math to you yeah <laughs> the like concept of finite resources I I feel like I've learned a lot about the real estate market in uh marriage or mortgage at least the Nashville real estate market so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you move to Nashville, you're yeah. Right. Whenever I move to Nashville, which Amy, you know, country, would, be, would be thrilled about. When your country music uh, career, you finally kickstart that. Yeah, you know, I, it's it's about time that my shower was not just the only you know entity that got to enjoy the, these pipes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. Did you, did you used to sing in the car, and that's been kind of taken away since you have to drive to work. I know. I know. It's it's just it's it's rough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's like some meme that says like, if you get into my car, congratulations, you have a free front row seat to me in concert. And I am like, 100%. Yeah, that's funny. Well, guys, um, if you have a favorite HDTV show, send it to us and all as we mentioned. Yes. But uh, until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all. Bye.